You're listening to Friday Night Zombie for the week of May 2nd, 2014. My name is The Blacksmith, and this is your weekly dose of the apocalypse. So long as this situation remains, government spokesmen warn that dead bodies will continue to be transformed into the flesh-eating ghouls. You step outside, you risk your life. You take a drink of water, you risk your life. They're after us. They know we're still in here. They're us. We're them, they're us. Finally, we have some zombie news get to that in a little bit, but I just wanted to let you know that at long last, something happened other than The Walking Dead. So I'm pretty excited about that. But anyway, so we'll talk about that. Got the news as usual. Got a Zomtroversy ready for you. Um, and got reviews. Nothing too out of the ordinary this week. Don't worry, there is not another song cover. Try not to put you through that again. Anyway, I'm not going to spend too long in the intro this week because I'm just excited that there's news, so let's get on to it. I'll interrupt to bring this to you. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. Well, first up, and in my opinion, most importantly, May has arrived. And for those of you who don't know, every year in the month of May, the Zombie Research Society promotes an event called Zombie Awareness Month. It's just, you know, a parody of the, uh, you know, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Veteran Awareness Month, whatever other awareness months there, awareness months there are. And the thing is, during May, Zombie Awareness Month, you're supposed to wear a gray ribbon. And then if anybody asks you what it means, you say you're Promoting Zombie Awareness Month, we need to be aware that the zombies are out there, or at least that they might be at some point. It's all about apocalypse readiness and just having fun as zombie fans. So that's always an exciting time of year for me, except the years where I forget it until like the end of May and then I'm really bummed out. But this year I remembered. I saw a post on Facebook about it from the Zombie Research Society, which by the way, you should definitely check out their website and their Facebook page. Awesome, awesome group with really cool blogs about, you know, actual the actual science of a potential zombie apocalypse. Really cool stuff. Um, so yeah, that's that's the main thing is that Zombie Awareness Month has just started. But also in the news, Sony is working on a PC zombie game. It's an MMO called H1Z1, and they're saying they want it to be scary. So which I guess is usually the point of a zombie game. Not always, not in so much in The Walking Dead. Well, I guess it is pretty intense. But anyway, so they're working on this. Um, oddly enough, even though it's Sony, it's not going to be a PS4 game. It's just PC, probably just because they want to, you know, be able to really push the software to its limit, I guess. And you can't do that on a console as much, especially with an MMO. With, a, uh, with an MMO. And, yeah, if it, this really excites me actually because one it's free to play which is a big bonus for me because i hate mmos with subscriptions it's just ridiculous to me the idea of paying 15 bucks a month for one game um 
And I've always wanted a really good zombie MMO, because that's, let's face it, that's the dream, is to be able to experience the zombie apocalypse. And the closest we can get to that is a massively multiplayer online game, where you're constantly worried about getting killed by zombies or other players. That's the experience. You know, you're trying just to survive. And it looks like that's what they're trying to do. Um, there's a quote by Sony Online Entertainment President John Smedley, and I'm reading from an article on GameSpot.com. Um, he says, If you watch Walking Dead, you'll be right at home in terms of the kind of zombies we have and the atmosphere we're trying to create. We want you to be afraid of the zombies and of other players. Now, I could read into this a little bit, and um, I'm hoping that means that they're, that they shuffle. I'm hoping that they're not fast zombies. I hope what he means by that they're like The Walking Dead is that it is a Romero-esque type of zombie apocalypse. But either way, this looks really cool. And he also says, you know, Daisy, which is another MMO about zombies, he says, Daisy did a brilliant job imagining the apocalypse. Now, the way I view it, that's their apocalypse. We've got our own ideas. And I find that interesting, too. I haven't played Daisy. Um, I... I know there's. It was originally a mod, and I think they're working on a, an actual like standalone version of the game, just like what happened to the Stanley Parable. Um, I haven't played it. I've heard good things, but it looks like the Sony one will be a little more maybe refined, maybe a little more realistic in its portrayal of a zombie apocalypse. But yeah, that's really exciting for me as a gamer who's been waiting for something like this. That's going to be really cool, and I'll keep keep you guys updated with more news about that as it comes. Now, the final bit of news is something a little bit silly. Um, apparently, the Florida Senate is considering a zombie apocalypse bill. Um, I'm reading on mynews13.com. Uh, it says, and I quote, An amendment to a concealed weapons bill f- uh, filed in Tallahassee would officially title the bill an act related to the zombie apocalypse, unquote. So, only in Florida, right? I mean, I guess it makes sense. They already had people eating each other's faces, and it is Florida, so really they should be prepared for zombies, Godzilla, werewolves. Anything can happen in Florida at this point. Nothing's off the table. So I guess this isn't quite as silly as I maybe first thought. Um... (sighs) Let's see, I'm quoting from the article again. So is SB 296 really a zombie apocalypse bill? The bill, originally filed last fall by State Senator Jeff Randis, Republican, is described as, an, uh, quote, an act related to carrying a concealed weapon or firearm, unquote, during a mandatory evacuation while under a declared state of emergency, unquote. I know that got confusing with quotes, within quotes, but... I think you got the point. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's trying to add more ways people can carry guns in extreme situations and shoot each other. But it is amusing that it's being labeled a zombie apocalypse bill in the official wording um, <laughs> of that amendment. It does say, though, other than that, Amendment, there's no mention of zombies in the bill, which is a bit of a bummer, I guess. The heart of the bill is just, let's give people more ways to shoot each other. But, you know, that's another Florida thing. 
I'll try not to get too in, too much into the politics here. But anyway, um, <laughs> and I, I do enjoy the final quote from this article. Um, and I quote, If Bullard withdraws his amendment, you might say that it's undead upon arrival. Unquote. I'll, I'll wait for your, your laughter to cease before I keep going. Okay, that should be enough time. So anyway, that's about it for the news. I, I'm really happy, because this is some cool, interesting, funny, exciting news. It's been a while, it really has. So let's relish in that while we move on to the Zomtroversy. You're not running a talk show here, Mr. Berman. You can forget pitching an audience the moral bullshit they want to hear. You're talking about... Slow or fast? That is the question. It's one of the most famous, or maybe infamous, questions amongst zombie fans, is whether they should be slow or whether they should be fast. It's more of a modern thing, I guess, you know, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead reboot, Resident Evil, um, 28 Days Later, these more modern zombie movies are definitely the ones that really brought in fast zombies into the fold. Before that, it was more just all the Romero zombies, you know, the shufflers. But yeah, in recent years, it has become a matter of debate whether zombies are better when they're slow or fast. Some argue that... Slow is better because it's this terrifying, encroaching horde, and that really fast zombies, no one would survive, so it just doesn't make any sense to have survivors, and it, it just makes it impossible. Others argue that the slow zombies aren't scary anymore. They've gone the wayside of the old Frankenstein and Dracula movies, and the, you know, the swamp thing, you know, it's just... It, it's just not terrifying like it used to be, so you need to amp it up and add fast zombies. And then the slow zombie supporters say, you know, well, then what next? Zombies with giant fangs, flying zombies, you know, where does it end? So there, there's just this debate back and forth. And I think the main thing to remember here is that fear is entirely subjective. This is something I've had to learn as a horror fan in general. You will, no matter what horror movie you're looking at, Unless it's something completely campy that, you know, nobody is scared by. If there's anybody who's scared by it, there's someone else who think that who thinks it's silly and thinks that anyone who's scared by it is a big bubble-blown baby. The thing is, we all have different triggers. We all have different life experiences that make us scared of different things. And we get scared of the same things in different ways. So, for example... I know people who bash the first Paranormal Activity movies, or movie, excuse me, the, the other movies in the series I'm not as crazy about, but the first one I love. It scared the crap out of me the first time I saw it. I couldn't move. I was, I was lying in bed. I made the mistake of watching it alone in my room, which is in a house that's laid out a lot like the house in the movie, which, and the movie takes place in their bedroom. I could not move at all or sleep. And when the sun rose, I was, I was so relieved. But then I know people who are like, what? Seriously? I laughed the whole movie. But then I, I know some of those same people who say, you know, you should watch a real horror movie like The Exorcist. That scares the pants off of me. It still does, always has, always will. That movie is terrifying. I laughed at The Exorcist. I thought the effects were cool. I liked some of the acting, and I thought it was a cool premise. But I thought it was kind of hilarious in a lot of ways. It certainly didn't scare me at all. 
And so that's just the thing I've come to learn, is it's not that some people are more immune to horror than others, though I'm sure overall that tends to be true in some cases. But we all have different triggers, and to bring that all back, for the slow versus fast zombies, for me, I find fast zombies more terrifying. However, all that said, and as I said, that's entirely subjective, but all that said, even though I find them more terrifying, I prefer slow zombies. And I think that's because, for me, and I think for a lot of people, I think the, the popularity of The Walking Dead proves this, zombies are more than just scary. They're an interesting way to tell stories, to tell human stories about you know, real people in real situations. Yes, the horror is awesome, and that's why I love movies like the Dawn of the Dead reboot. You know, they're fast zombies, they're intense, they're scary, they really frighten me. But I also love The Walking Dead, even though I don't really find it scary at all. I love the characters, I love the action and the drama. So, I... with this particular zombiversity, I gotta say, it goes both ways for me. I love fast zombies for some reasons, I love slow, but I do overall prefer the slow zombies. Just something about them gives it that classic zombie feel, you know, the Romero feel. When I'm in a zombie mood, that's usually what I want. So, yeah, that I, I guess that's my, my, my answer to it. It's sort of a non-committal answer, but yeah, I... I, I I like both, but I prefer slow. And as always, you know, I'd love to hear back from you if you have opinions about the Zomptroversy. I'll give the email address at the end of the episode. In the meantime, let's do some reviews. Purple Rain. No. Sign of the Time. Definitely not. The Batman soundtrack. Probably. Warning, the following review may contain spoilers. Wildfire is the fifth episode of The Walking Dead, directed by Ernest Dickerson. Now this one is an episode that, when I was going back through these, I kind of forgot about this one. Like, I knew the attack happened, and I knew they left the camp, but I kind of forgot that those, that the recovery from the attack and them leaving the camp actually took up an entire episode. That said, rewatching it, I did really enjoy it, even if it isn't the most memorable, apparently. Um, rather than trying to kind of go through the whole episode, because it is kind of just a jumble of separate events happening, rather than one linear story, whereas, you know, Vatos was a very linear story of them going into the city to try and find Merle and the guns and encountering these guys and all this. This, basically, all that happens as far as the story is that they leave the camp and make their way to the CDC. But there are definitely some moments that stick out. The moment that most sticks out to me is with Carol, when Carol decides that she should be the one to finish off Ed and make sure he doesn't come back as a zombie. This scene, it's not exactly subtle in what it accomplishes, but I really like it, especially now that we've seen the person Carol has become over the course of the seasons after this. You know, you really just get to see her for the first time sort of lose it. You know, she's no longer... This is where she stops being the quiet, you know, scared woman that she is in the beginning of the season, and you know, kind of decides, okay, 
that's behind me. I can't be that person anymore, and I don't have to be because Ed's gone. Yeah, she says in a later season that she was with Ed. And as I said, spoilers are going to be present in these reviews, and that does include me referencing later seasons just because the show does exist more as a whole now. But anyway, she does say in a later season that, you know, she was with Ed out of a fear that being alone would be worse than being with him. And how mistaken she thinks that that was. So that really sticks out. And of course, Amy coming back and Andrea having to shoot her sticks out. That whole thing, as usual, Andrea kind of annoys me. But I do like parts of it. I really like this scene with Dale where he comes and tells a story about his wife and how he couldn't accept her death and how much Andrea and Amy meant to him and all that. And it's definitely very poignant about, you know, Andrea having to try and accept Amy's loss and where that leads her throughout the end of this season. I just I really like that. And I especially love, you know, his Dale's delivery. I forget the actor's name at present, but I love him as Dale. He is just consistently fantastic. So I like that. And I do like the scene where Amy actually comes back and one of the few times I actually really feel for Andrea is in that scene because you can tell, you know, she desperately, she has things she desperately wants to say to her sister and she knows it's too late, but she still says them anyway. It's the closest she can get to reconciling some things that she wished she had before Amy died. So that was a really sweet scene, and it's really just tragic to see her have to, you know, shoot her sister. And also a really nice effect with the the bits of skull kind of flying off. Very cool. But anyway, um, but the thing that really does bug me about that whole part of this episode, the Amy aspect, is the part where Andrea once again shoves a gun in Rick's face. And that just... That gets old. It was old the first time it happened in Guts, and it's no better here. You know, I just get sick of the, you know, oh, Andrea's upset? Well, then it's okay for her to start pointing loaded guns at people. It's just, it's something where, you know, these guys have got to draw a line. I mean, by that I mean Rick and Shane, you know, they've got to, there has to be a conversation where they just, Side, you know, we gotta talk to Andrea about this. She can't just start threatening to kill people when she gets sad. And that never happens, so that that bugs me a bit. The other thing that I kind of dislike about this episode is how Daryl is portrayed. We kind of lose the beginnings of Daryl's progression that we got last episode, and we go back to Daryl, you know, wanting to kill Jim because he's been bitten. And I get it, you know, Rome isn't built in a day. There's still aspects of Daryl that are going to be more like Merle, but that's a little extreme. He's about to take a pickaxe to the guy without, you know, without anybody else agreeing with him. He's just going to go kill him. And then uh, it just it just bugs me. But they kind of make up for it with his final scene with Jim where he, it look, you know, the, it looks like he's going to kill him anyway, and then he just kind of nods and walks off. So you can kind of see that Daryl's accepted that Jim doesn't want to, you know, go out like that. But just the way his characterization is portrayed in this episode, I just don't think Glenn Mazar, uh, the uh, writer of this episode, really quite understood Daryl at this point and 
where Daryl should be at this point. But, all that aside, Jim, you know, they leave him by the tree. It's one of the more sad scenes of this season. You know, when we lose Jim, we don't actually see him die, but we do see them leave him behind to become a zombie. Um, because he, he won't take the gun, so he's going to become a zombie. They make a bigger point of this in the graphic novel of Jim saying, you know, well, maybe I'll find my family, you know, maybe they're still out there as zombies. In the show, he doesn't quite say that. He mentions, you know, wanting to be with his family, but it's not as specific as him, you know, saying, I want to just become a walker so that maybe I'll wander around and find my family. You know, maybe there'll be some part of my personality left or whatever. But regardless, they leave him, um, and they go on to the CDC. And this is where, the first time I watched this episode, I was really confused at first, where it just kind of cuts all of a sudden. I'm assuming I watched this on iTunes when I first got it, because I don't have that channel. I don't have AMC. So I just pre-ordered the season on iTunes and watched it that way as they came out. So I assume there's a commercial break here, but when I was watching, it just kind of cuts from, uh, you know, from the group traveling to this video log. And we get to see Jenner for the first time. Of course, at this point, we don't know he's Jenner. But then it has this sequence of Jenner, you know, talking to the camera, talking about his progress with his experiments. And then we get to see him doing the experiments on the TS-19 samples. And of course, then he bumps the acid thing and it goes into the sample. And basically all his work is destroyed. And then he goes back to doing the video log and saying, you know, well... All hope is lost, that was my last hope for finding a cure, and it's gone, so maybe I'll kill myself tomorrow, but tonight I'm just going to get drunk. And then, of course, we switch back to the group. They're at the CDC, they come up to the door. You've seen the episode if you're listening to this, so you know what happens, but, of course, then eventually they beg beg Jenner to let him in. Rick's screaming, oh, you're killing us, you're killing us. And Jenner opens the door. That's it. Cut to credits. It was a very bizarre ending, as far as, you know, them going up to the door and the sort of white light and everything, but it does fit to set the tone for the next episode, which is a very different episode than the tone of the rest of the season, but I'll talk about that next time. So, for Wildfire, uh, I'm going to give this one 7 out of 10 boomsticks. Give me some sugar, baby. Okay, I have to apologize. I said last week that I'd have a review for you about the Walking Dead 400 Days DLC. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet, so can't review something I haven't played. It's my fault. Should have made time. I didn't. Hopefully next week, though. I should have time within the next week. Um, college just wrapped up for the semester, so I got some time. You'll see that review next week. In the meantime, still got that dead girl review for you, so here we go. The following review will be spoiler-free. So, dead girl. What can I say about dead girl? I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. I, it was just on Netflix Instant when I was bored one night, so I made the interesting choice to watch it, um, not knowing what I was getting myself into. It's an unconventional zombie movie. There's only one main zombie in the movie. I'll leave it at that to avoid spoilers, but... The premise of the movie is that these two guys, these two teenage losers, go into this abandoned building, and in like a 
sub basement, you know, cellar, middle of, you know, it, this area that's kind of sealed away or whatever. They find a girl, and she seems to be alive. You know, she can move and everything, but she's very aggressive and angry and tries to attack them. And I think I, it's been a long time, so forgive me if I get anything wrong. I, I do recommend you watch the movie, just because it is unique. But <sighs> let's just get to the chase. It is messed up. They end up tying her down, and... You don't have to have that much imagination to realize what they do next. Even though they know she seems to be a zombie and she wants to bite them, they have a girl tied down who can't do anything or say anything if she ever got loose because she can't she can't talk. So yeah, get, they get increasingly more depraved and messed up as the movie goes on. It's just really... A strange movie. It's one of those movies that's disturbing in a kind of way that makes you feel empty inside afterwards. You just don't feel good for watching it. But that said, it is. it does have a decent production value. It's an interesting and unique idea. The script is halfway decent. There are some cool effects. And, yeah, I was entertained throughout the whole thing. I don't think I paused the movie to go do anything else or anything or come back to it later. I just watched it. I was, I think partially it was like watching a train wreck, you know, where it's so horrific that you can't look away. But I also do appreciate it as an interesting concept. That said, it's not the best execution of that concept, and to some degree there there's no way to execute that concept without it being scarring and just disturbing. I, I've seen a lot of messed up movies, but this... This one's up there. It's up it's up in the top few. So yeah, I do I do recommend it just because it's one of those things you got to see it to be able to comment on it because it's very unique. It's not like any other movie out there. So watch it, make up your own mind. As for me, um I do feel conflicted about it cuz I am trying to give a somewhat objective score, but man, it it still leaves such a scarring impression on me from watching it. So the best I think I can do is give it a 5 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's not bad. 5 out of 10 boomsticks. You found me beautiful one. Honey, you got real ugly. Well, that'll about wrap it up for this week. Not super long show. I keep saying that every week, expecting them to be longer. I don't know why. I think I had like one show that was longer than these um, half-hour ones, and now I'm permanently scarred. I have to, I think all of them have to be long. But anyway, um, no, there was a decently decent amount of content in the show. You got a couple reviews, not as many reviews as I promised, but <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll just overlook that. But hey, news! We got news! Let's focus on that. Finally, some zombie stuff is happening. And I'm going to think of some cool stuff to do for Zombie Awareness Month, because you know what? Of all the months, this is the month to really go all out for the podcast. I'm going to do some cool stuff. Maybe try to get, you know, some cool interviews if possible. That, that'd be awesome. Um, my, my friend Corey, who used to do the Midnight Podcast, he we almost got him on the show, but uh, we, there was a scheduling conflict, so hopefully we'll be able to get him on soon gonna think of some other cool stuff if you have any ideas for cool stuff to do for zombie awareness month or any zomtroversy feedback zomtroversy ideas zomtroversy opinions 
uh, short stories that you want to read aloud or have me read on the show, reviews of things that you want to read aloud or have me read on the show, whatever it is, send it on over to FridayNightZombie at gmail.com. MP3 text, not picture or video, since I can't play that on an audio podcast. I mean, you can send video, but I can only play the audio, so, you know, you get the point. But again, that's FridayNightZombie at gmail.com. Love to hear some feedback. None so far. Not sure if anybody's listening to this, but hey, if you are, let me know. I'd really appreciate it just to even know anybody's listening. It would really mean a lot to me. And, speaking of which, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. You know, rate and review whether you loved or hated it, and if you did love it, go ahead and subscribe too. I'll have more for you every week. Like the podcast name says, every Friday night, more zombies. That's the deal. Alright, anyway, next week, gonna have a review of The Walking Dead Episode 6, the name of which I am currently blanking on, but you know the one, the season finale of Season 1. The one where they go to the, uh, the CDC. So, that'll be fun. Um, hopefully, The Walking Dead 400 Days DLC. Not sure what else I'm gonna review. Maybe a zombie movie or something. In fact, you know what, if anybody's listening to this... Include that in the feedback, if you would. You know, whatever you want me to review, let me know. I'd like to put a third review in there, but I just don't know what to do. So, that'll about do it for this week. Which I think I already said, so I'm going to stop rambling now. And this is the Blacksmith, signing off. Delicious crab meat.